0: Hello, everyone, and thanks for joining us today for our next episode of Mixed Messages with Jeff Bogue. My name is Joe Caruso, and I'll be your host as we dig into today's topic. Well, from news sources to comedians, friends to advertisements, it seems everyone has an idea of how we should think, live, and make decisions. And when even the experts sound convincing, but they disagree, how can we cut through the noise? How do we sift through all of the information overload and choose what governs our lives? Our leadership here at Grace has been processing these things and praying for all of us, so we want to offer a resource to navigate some of the day's most pressing topics and questions. Jeffy. Yesy. Can I call you Jeffy? Yeah, sure, I don't <laughs>
1: care. Mom, oh, so My nice. mom did. Well, she called me Jeffy and Jeffaroo. <laughs> don't call me
0: Jeffaroo. <laughs> Joe. I won't even tell you the nickname. My mom called me Joey. There's like four ladies left on the planet that still call me Joey yeah. and it's like that a small group and then uh, she my mom had another nickname for me that I won't even say on the air because if anybody calls me it's like bull seeing red like I can't do <laughs> oh, not, even yeah. when mom used it I was like mom mom oh please. I'm gonna call your brothers and find out what it was oh, you know
1: my my brother is 60 he'll be 64 he's a lot older than I am um and we still call him Davey. Wow. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, it
0: was just the family. It feels weird to call him anything else. You yeah. Know? So I think that's how these ladies are my family, too. Like, matter of fact, if they just called me Joe, I'd almost look at them like, what's wrong? <laughs> like, why aren't you? <laughs> oh, anyway. Well, Jeff, here we got another question from one of our listeners. And, I love the heartbeat of this because this particular listener is really trying to do their best and not only follow after Jesus themselves, but they they pursue disciple making. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're really always trying to help people um, build into their lives what it means to follow Jesus. And so I'm excited as we dive into this. But here's their question: I've been navigating this question quite frequently in our small groups and Bible studies. When you're born again, how do you navigate relationships before you surrendered your life to the Lord? Mm -hmm. Uh, Your heart is transforming as you press into Christ, but some of your former relationships don't have eyes to see and ears to hear. That's kind of a Jesus phrase there. How do you navigate the people in life before Jesus?
1: Yeah, I, I get it that this is a hard question, and I'm actually gonna give you a hard answer so this is a this is like a a tough truth so I'll lay it out and then we'll talk about it how's that sound sounds great okay so um, what I would say is the way that you navigate your relationships with people that you had before you became a Christ follower is you shift them from family to friend Right. So uh, that's the hard truth. So you you de elevate that relationship, and um, I know, I, I know that that feels weird, especially if you're a, a Grace Churchite, because you're like Jeff, you're the you're the tell everybody about Jesus guy, you know. And so I, I got it, but thinking in your mind, in your heart, right? So this is what happens um, when I when I married Heidi. Heidi displaced my mother and my sisters,
0: hmm.
1: right? So I did not stop loving my mother. I did not. I I very much love my sisters, but Heidi displaced them. So when when I look at my relationships before I was married, uh, I was very loyal to my mom. I'm a mama's boy. It was always kind of my mom's with the Lord now, but I was always kind of proud of it. We and we got along great, you know. And uh, and and. All my siblings got along great with my mom. She was just a great lady. And then I'm I'm the baby of the family. So my sisters, both of them, Sharon and Susan, were very motherly to me. And I liked it. And And they're still that way. So I still love my sisters a ton. They're wonderful women. Um, and, our, and our family is close, you know. And so when my sisters celebrate something with me. I just had my 50th birthday uh, a few months ago and my my sisters came up and they they kissed me on the cheek. They treat me like I'm 10, you know, and and I kind of like it, you know. So it's it's kind of fun. When Heidi came along, so I would have been very loyal to my mother. I've been in one physical fight in my whole life and it's because somebody called my sister a name, you know, like like uh my loyalty, my devotion. When Heidi came along, that loyalty, devotion, and depth, I I would have said, um, I was close to my sisters. They knew me well. Um, I told them things. I enjoyed them a lot. When Heidi came along, that, that loyalty, that depth, that fidelity, shifted to her. And, I would not, it would be unhealthy if I interacted with my sisters and my mom when she was alive at the depth or the loyalty that I interact with my wife. Make sense? Yep. Okay. So it's that kind of shift. Um, the Bible says that when I become a Christ follower, I'm adopted into the family of God. And the other Christ followers around me now are, I treat as brother sister, and my fidelity or my loyalty is to Christ. He even says, you know, to, to follow me you have to hate your father, mother, your brother, sister. Well, he's he's not saying like I despise you know despise all these people. He's talking about this loyalty shift, right? So, in comparison to my love and loyalty to Heidi, I hate my sisters. <laughs> like if there's a push come the shove, it's Heidi every time. They know that, they love me, they're healthy people. They're like, right, (laughs) we would do that to our husbands instead of you and we have a brother, you know, to you too. We're like, right, we still have a unique relationship. Um, Usually at Christmas time, we'll do a picture of us four siblings, right? Like they're still my siblings. We still have this whole swath of life that we enjoy and remember. But my life going forward, the life I build with Heidi is very different than the ones I build with them. And so as a Christ follower, my loyalty becomes the people of God, the family of God, my local church, uh, et cetera. The, I have friends that I had when I was young that aren't believers. And like, Joe, you and I are friends. Mm-hmm. This isn't all just a front that we put on our for the podcast. <laughs> like We're actually friends. <clears throat> like because you're filled with the Holy Spirit and I'm filled with the Holy Spirit, we have a depth of friendship I can't have with people who yep. aren't filled with the Holy Spirit. Yep. Um, we have a different value system. Like you believe in a local church, you want to share your faith. I want that. My non-believing friends don't have. It. So I have this whole depth of my life that comes from what is to be the most meaningful relationship in my life—that is Christ. And therefore, I'm closer to you than I would be to people who cannot have that. So that's a hard truth because it, it 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 feels like it's like, so you're breaking and moving on. I'm like, yeah, like in a leaving and cleaving kind of a way, uh-huh. you know. Um, and, and you're creating, so you're creating a new family and I'm like, yeah, you're creating a new family. <laughs> like, my, my friend family is different than it than it used to. Do I have to exit it? No, I, I wouldn't want you to. I, I would want you to love them, proclaim Christ to them, but are they gonna be able to engage you in the same way? All right. So prayerfully, that maybe you're praying for your three prayerfully, they are responding to Jesus and they're joining you in the brotherhood or sisterhood, right? But if they don't, when you go out with them on Friday, is it the same experience? It it can't
0: be, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Yeah. I will do a little plug here. I think it was the beginning of twenty twenty or twenty nineteen. We opened up the year with a series called The Beginner's Guide to Hating Your Life. Yep. That was a fun and really great series. And so if that whole concept of you should hate someone in comparison to your relationship with Jesus intrigues you or disturbs you, I would go listen to that series. It It was very helpful.
1: It was fantastic and well presented, I might
0: add. (laughs) Give you one guess as to who. uh, (laughs) But so let's take this a step further, Jeff. I loved the uh, analogy of you and Heidi and then you and your sisters, but kind of beyond the allegiance side of this, let's say, because right now you still hang out with your sisters, what if they somehow were anti-Heidi? Or what if they tried to make you do things that would hurt your relationship with Heidi? Like, how would you navigate those relationships then? And of course, that's a metaphor. <laughs> how would we do that with Yeah. Right.
1: Um, I would choose Heidi. And, um, and it would be very painful. I would grieve, because I love my sisters deeply. I enjoy them mm-hmm. deeply. Um, but I would choose Heidi, um, without hesitation. And I would navigate that very deliberately. I would look at my sisters and say, "Why? Why are you doing that?" Um, I might have to uh, uh, adjust them. Like, "Hey, is I'm married now." You know, this is Heidi's house. It's not my house. You don't just barge it. You know th- those kind of things. So I would be very deliberate. I'd be very prayerful. I I would be I would be very individualistic. Like what what are you what are you actually asking me for? I'm just asking you to spend some time with me. Okay, that's a different request than why are you with your wife? You uh-huh. know, kind of thing. Um. So so you have to navigate all of that. I would want them, if they had an attitude toward Heidi, I would want them to know and love Heidi. So I would want to explain Heidi to them. I'd want to get them in Heidi's presence. I would probably work to be a bridge. But if they put me, I'm not going to put them in a position where they have to choose. I'm going to, but if they put me in that position... I'm going to look at them and I'm going to say, if he can't love my wife, he can't love me. We're the same thing. Mm-hmm. We're one. And, um, and there, I'm, there is no choice here. Th- that choice was made when I said I do. Huh. So we're talking about the function of our relationship. We're not talking about whether I'm going to be loyal to you or not. I already made that. When you came to the wedding, I made that
0: clear. Yeah, if you if you're listening or watching and you miss the nuance of this as a metaphor and you only heard him talking about Heidi and his sisters, I want you to we're all listening or watching online, back up 2 minutes and listen to that again but through the lens of how we interact with God. It's that good. But continue, Jeff, like how do we like, are there practical things that we need to make, like boundaries maybe we need to set up? And, you yeah. know, when it comes to people that are attacking or against our faith, but they were in our lives beforehand?
1: So I, th- I think there's a very clear delineation that you don't create the distance. So you keep the door open. You keep the invitation. This is not, you know— uh, all you ever do is go to church, you don't have time for us. If, if that's the argument, then you make time for your friends, mm-hmm. right? And skip something at church, right? So so this is only in the context of they are creating distance. And I would say you pursue them. You have the conversation. You get away and you, you do something that reminds them of your love for each other well, we always went drinking, you gotta do something else. Like, because your life is changed, you see what I'm saying? But you don't give up on them, you don't bail on them, you don't walk away from them. But I also don't compromise. Mm-hmm. You know, There's times that I have done things just with one of my sisters. And I's like, you should go spend time with your sister, right? Um, uh, I meet my brother for uh, breakfast, uh, about every other week Heidi doesn't come to that mm-hmm. <laughs> you know so if they won't let that happen then what happens is you do have to put in boundaries you, and the, the boundaries are like Christ likeness the boundaries are fidelity boundaries like I am loyal to Jesus Um, but but that's being forced on you if it it, it's usually not that cut and dry and and oftentimes uh you're pursuing the person and they're saying things like it's just not the way it used to be and you're like well um can we make it the way that we used to be because we don't talk about god all the time you know i i have i have a friend that um and that's not a believer invited me to a, a ball game i just went we talked about the Indians or guardians or the whatever they're gonna be the <laughs> and and I'm like that was a but it was just like we just needed some time together. So I don't have to force it on to crimp things on your hood. But I have another friend who's not a believer. I know one time he said uh he said to me, um, he goes, You know, I really love you and appreciate our friendship, but it, it's sad to me that it won't ever be deeper than what it is. And I was like, What do you mean? He goes you believe in Jesus and follow Jesus, and I know that's a part of our life that we'll never share. Hmm. And so our relationship will only be so deep. Now, on the front end, I'm like, no, but like, I'm like, actually, you're saying out loud what's correct. Mm-hmm. And he recognized that. We're still great friends, but I'm like, he saw, like we're we're going here, we're going so far, but you're curving off. Mhm. And that's the way that that's going to be.
0: One of the scenarios you brought up there reminded me of um how sometimes people will talk about that Jesus was a friend to sinners. Yeah. You know, and um I think a lot of people almost use that as a uh I think as an excuse. I remember in college in particular as a part of a college ministry and uh, a couple of other people that I served with, they were like, "Well, I go to parties" And I, I always have the red solo cup in my hand because I want to connect with my friends. I'm, and I'm like, I've seen you out. You're not trying to connect people for Jesus. <laughs> like you're just using that as an excuse to go party. Jesus wasn't getting drunk with the drunkards when he was hanging out with them. Right. Jesus wasn't, I don't want this to sound crass, it's just is what it, he wasn't utilizing the brothels when he was hanging out with prostitutes. Right, that's right. And, and so like we have to have those type of Clear understandings of how we're interacting with folks.
1: That's correct. That that's absolutely correct. And 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 I would say, the Bible talks about our our our, our, our spiritual liberties. Where to use those liberties to proclaim the gospel. We're not to use those liberties to indulge us in nature. It's, it's, uh, Galatians five. I I think in t- I think in our culture with our vernacular, I wouldn't. I, I would say, don't think about this in terms and. and Please quantify correctly what I'm about ready to say. Mm-hmm. Don't think about this in terms of friendship. Jesus was a friend of sinners. I'm like, well, you should be too. Think about this in terms of yoking. Mm-hmm. So yoking in the scripture is like-mindedness, like valued. Uh, like loyalties. So when, when the apostle says, don't don't be unequally yoked, don't marry somebody that's not a believer, he's not saying uh, don't be around unbelievers or don't love unbelievers. He's like, don't link your life <clears throat> to someone because, because good water and bad water can't come from the same source. And what we do with... Friendship, especially in our day and age, because our family structure is so broken, we have fremily, right? <laughs> so our friends are our family. We'll talk about that way. This is my family. We're brothers, and and I get it. And I even like it. I talk that way too. My uh, one of my dearest friends is uh, two of my dearest friends, Bill Avila and Jason Haymaker. My kids call them Uncle Jason and Uncle Bill. Yep. They're 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 but they're fremily. They're they're not. <laughs> Like it, my one son was shocked when he found out that his, his cousin wasn't actually his cousin. He's like, what? (laughs) I'm like, so I'm like, uh, I get that. And I even practice that. It's the yoking. Like this person is defining me. They're influencing me. They're, they're defining the path of my life. Um, I will change what I'm doing or change my belief system in order to, to connect with them. And that's what Jesus is saying. That, that's what you're saying. He's yeah. like, he loved prostitutes. He didn't endorse prostitution. Right. But he genuinely loved them. He hung out with sinners, and he genuinely enjoyed them. But he didn't participate. He wasn't getting trashed, right? He didn't get drunk at the wedding, right? But he genuinely made wine for the wedding. And, and, and I, think, I think the old school was don't associate with anybody who's a sinner because they might corrupt you. And I'm like, no, the lazy position is um, what you just said. I It's my ticket to go to parties as a Christian. I'm like, no, the biblical position is I truly love you. I deeply serve you. I will lay my life down for you, but I don't believe what you believe. I don't value what you value, and I, and I won't.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And there's these other people that I do believe what they believe. I do value what they value. And I will draw truth and direction and purpose from from them because they draw it from Christ the way that I draw it from Christ.
0: I love that you brought yoking into this conversation. I just met with a guy who um, was, by the world standards, very successful in the business world. And a couple of months ago, he just quit his job because he felt like the company was starting to make some pretty hard ethical shifts in how they did business. He's like, I can't stand by this as someone that says I follow Jesus. I have to remove myself from this equation. And he left this lucrative position, and he actually still hasn't found work. And he's like, I've made the right decision because I talked to him just a couple weeks ago he knows the cost. He's like, I can't be yoked to this. I can't yeah. be a part of it.
1: I can't be identified by it. Yep. Yeah. It's good.
0: Now, one bonus thing here, if you're listening and you're married and, and or you're listening and one day you hope to be married, um, <laughs> it's like rewind it back to the beginning and listen to through the lens of how should I interact with r- relationships in my life regarding my spouse? So you wanting to have the Facebook message conversation with an old flame You want to, you know, hang out with a person that you used to be attracted to, like you know yourself. Don't do that. What are you? (laughs) Yeah, no, no way,
1: no how. Like (laughs) you know,
0: and we try to justify those sometimes because oh, it's innocent, and I love this person more. It's like you, you're flirting with disaster there. Um, But it's really, really good. I think that uh, this is something that we need to reevaluate regularly. I think this is one of those things in our life because relationships are strong because we're meant to be relational beings that if we don't intentionally kind of gauge where we're at with people from time to time, we can accidentally drift uh, closer to people and kind of give that allegiance to a friend or a person more so than the Lord. So maybe you're listening to this and you're just high on the whole way through. Maybe you're listening and this is very, very challenging, but make this a regular part of how you seek the Lord on who's in your life and how are you interacting with them. Well, thanks everyone for joining us today. If you want to submit your question, if you got something like this you're trying to dig into, we'd love for you to do that. Uh, you can always submit those at bath.gracechurches.org/mixed-messages. Or if we can help you take any unique next steps, uh, sync you up with a group, have a conversation with a leader, we'd love uh, to do that as well. So feel free to reach out. If you want more of what you're hearing, or you want others to hear it, make sure you subscribe follow us rate us and review our podcast we'd love to make sure that we can help others navigate these mixed messages if you're in the area and you need a church home we'd love for you to join us in person here at grace uh, or you can always check us out online as well especially if you're not in the area and uh, we're just glad that you would listen in that you would dial in and jump in with us today as we continue to seek god's voice through all the mixed messages around us see you next time